Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who has a little side hustle in selling some shoes. That is Brandon Siegel. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I don't know if I consider it a major side hustle, but uh, I try my best. If I can get my hands on some good shoes, I'll get my hands on some good shoes. Yeah, it's it's like kind of low key. It's a you know? it's very 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 low key, lowest of keys because it's not. I don't do a ton of selling. I mean, there's a lot of people who are. I would consider big sneaker resellers. I would not consider myself one of those. But it's uh, there's a little. I, I might got a couple things uh, here and there. Uh, how you doing, Trevor? You doing well today? Yeah, I'm doing good. You know, I've been. We're getting towards the end of the semester, we so are. a lot of pretty we are. really busy. But we are very busy. Trevor and I have a well. uh, big project to work on today. Yes. Well, we're going to see very little of our group members. Um, <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, none of them listen. Uh, as always, we are joined by our wonderful, amazing producer, uh, mogul expert max marco max how you doing good i wouldn't consider myself a mogul i would i would so that's why i said it um (laughs) appreciate it It, it, definitely for sure uh so trevor we we have a good episode planned as always what do we have on the uh the schedule today absolutely today we're going to talk about some of the proposed nba rule changes um luka Doncic and his amazing recent performances Bronny james and zaire wade who their team sierra canyon has a lot many Uh, television appearances this season we'll talk about that Jamal Crawford still not on an NBA team and uh, LaMelo Ball there was an article released about him it was interesting it was about his life so we'll talk about that then we'll get into small talk trivia randomly ranked and then our main topics today where we will go over the biggest stories in college football college basketball and the NBA and if we have time we'll get to the NFL if not then we'll save it for next week Mm -hmm. Uh, and again as always I know I say this this exact phrase every single episode but as always, it is going to be a great episode because I feel like all of them are just banger episodes. Max, you agree? Max? One hundred percent. Thank you, Max. I appreciate it, and that is why you're a mogul right there. <laughs> uh, but let's let's start right off uh, with the NBA proposed rule changes. This just came out. I don't know if it was yesterday or two days ago, um, as of recording this on Sunday. Uh, but a couple days ago, the NBA has uh, reportedly been engaging in serious discussions about uh, different rule changes. One would be reseeding the uh, top four teams in the conference, like the conference finalists of each playoff bracket, um, a 30-team in-season tournament, and postseason play-in. Um, and I, I think it was reducing the games from 82 to like 78 or 79, I think was the some of the proposed changes. Trevor, do you like all of these changes, some of them, a couple, none of them? I mean, do any of these hit for you? Um, a lot of them are really interesting. I mean, I think it's good to see that we're at least like looking at some of these rule changes mm-hmm. because as we're talking about late, uh, later, ratings are starting to decline a little bit, at least in some networks, yep. uh, TNT in particular. Um, so I think it's interesting. I mean, like the, the reseeding thing, I don't know if that would work. It would be tough with like traveling. Obviously, there have been talks about reducing the schedule, which on one hand I do like, but on another hand, it would, you know, obviously – there's going to be most people that don't want to do it. Like players are probably aren't going to want to do it because it'll just uh, take money away from them. Owners probably won't want to do it because it'll take money away. So it's it's tough. I mean, that would help with load management, but it's I don't think that you're going to get anyone to agree on it. Uh, the thing I do really like is the uh, like the midseason tournament that they're talking about. I think that would be interesting, uh, just to have like some kind of midseason tournament for fun. Maybe like have some kind of like small stakes maybe for like all-star captains or I don't know how you would do it mm-hmm. something related to the all-star game I know they said there'd be some financial incentive for players coaches and owners or or that or yeah like small financial mm-hmm. incentives I think something like small that would be an incentive would be very good I think this is something that would make more fans maybe tune in for a tournament like that mm-hmm. um, so I like that idea 
I, I kind of agree with you. I, I, I always like the uh, reducing of games to some extent. 82 games is too much, and as we will go over later uh, about how it is not as popular because of that. Um, but the uh, the reseeding of the, the conference finalists, I don't like. I mean, there's a reason we have conferences. I just don't think that's necess- you know it's necessary. The in-season tournament is a very interesting idea, but I think for some of the guys, financial incentives aren't that big of a deal. You look at guys like LeBron, Kevin Durant, um, even some of these owners... Uh, some of the financial incentives for them are at that big of a deal. I think you need to have something more on the line than financial incentives, whether it is all-star captains or um, some sort of trophy, uh, like you know, halfway through MVP, something, something like that. I think there needs to be more incentive instead of just financial incentives, um, just purely for basketball, I'd say, because I, I think other sports where they don't make quite as much money as NBA players. So like, I don't know why LeBron would be financially motivated by an in-season tournament. Like He makes plenty of money. Even outside of basketball, he makes an enormous amount of money. So, like, I don't know why he would be specifically financially. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this one's just for the fans. Like, and I think the main thing for, as far as yes. the players, like, there's no reason for them not to do it. I don't. think. Yeah, no, right. I, I think, I think as a whole for fans, this would be really good, especially if ratings are down. You put something in the middle of the season where they're playing for something like that, um, playing for some incentive. It's definitely a good idea. Um, but l- let's move on here to uh, Luka Doncic. Uh, Luca, he's having a pretty good year, don't you think? Uh, yes. You told me before. I think this is the stat here. He's he has the highest uh, PER rating ever. Yeah, uh, thirty three point two eight. I'm guessing it's through a certain amount of games. So, are you buying into this hype after what? What is it like? Thirteen games, fifteen games? Yes, absolutely. I think Luka Doncic is a star. He's a future Hall of Famer. I think he already might be, and there's been talks about this, he already might be a top 10 player in the NBA, which is insane because he's only in his second year. I mean, he's averaging basically 30, 10, and 10. He's almost averaging a triple-double, which um, we, we saw Russell Westbrook do a few years ago, but also like Russell Westbrook wasn't necessarily all that efficient um, when he was averaging his triple-double. Luka Doncic is also averaging 49% shooting um, as – He's like 20 years old, younger than us. So I think that's insane. Um, he's having a year that's comparable to LeBron's second year, even better than LeBron's second year. Um, and right now he's, you know, he has like Porzingis, who's uh, a little rusty, but he's getting back on the right track. And I think the third best player is like Seth Curry. So he needs some more help to get his team into the playoffs. But right now they are on track to make the playoffs. So, I mean, he's just a fun player. He's unselfish. He's a great passer, great scorer. Um, just overall, I think Luka Doncic is one of the biggest stars, brightest young stars in the NBA. Yeah, I I believe the hype to an extent. I, I right now the the Mavericks are ten and five, um, and Luka's shooting just under thirty five percent from three. I think that needs to be improved. Um, he's career thirty three percent, so as a whole, it is improving. Um, and I think these crazy stats at the age of twenty is insane. Um, so I, I don't think we need to dispute that he, he's an up and coming star. Whether he holds these types of numbers up or not i mean that's a different story i do want to talk about this atlanta decided to trade luka Doncic for trey young would you have ever done that if you were in their position not not even necessarily knowing like i remember talking to my dad after this and he was like saying how i mean there's it's crazy that they would give up luka for trey young like would you have done that if you were the the uh um if you were atlanta no i i wouldn't have and and that's not even hindsight either i thought now looking back on it i thought Aiton was the number one. I thought Luka was number two. So that was my mistake, thinking that Aiton should have went ahead of Luka. Yep. Luka's clearly the best prospect in this class. Mm-hmm. But still, I, I didn't think it was particularly close between him and Trey Young, and it and it really isn't because Luka, he's maybe already a top 10 NBA player. He's going to be like one of the best players in the NBA for 10, 15 years, whereas Trey yep. Young, he'll be a great player, but 
like he's not he's ever not gonna Luka. be he's never I don't mm-hmm. think he's ever gonna be like a top ten player. Yeah. So. And to finish this up, like I personally would never draft a center at the number one pick. I'm not gonna draft Wiseman at number one next year. I wouldn't have drafted Aiton. Um, so it always baffles me when these number one picks are these big centers when the league is moving away from centers. I mean, Aiden can't shoot a three ball. So, right. it, I mean, Wiseman might be able to, but uh, I think it's it's very interesting seeing these teams draft number one overall picks as centers. Luka, to me, would have been, I would have picked him as the top pick. That That's who I would have picked as the top pick. And probably a little bit of hindsight bias there, um, for sure. But overall, I mean, he's having a great year, uh, and it seems like he's excelling. Uh, moving forward to some Sierra Canyon talk. I love talking about Sierra Canyon, as this is where LeBron's son, Bronny, and Dwayne Wade's son, Zaire Wade, play. Um, so I love talking about Sierra Canyon, and they are on ESPN this year quite a lot, 15 times to be exact, and that is more than a couple NBA teams have made ESPN. Uh, is this just insanity, or is this just kind of like, hey, people actually really want to see LeBron's son play, like so much so they want to see it over NBA games? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely things that uh, fans want to see. Fans definitely want to see LeBron's son and Dwayne Wade's son play together on one of the best teams in the country, with with or without them. But now with them, it does um, help them. And this is going to be something that fans will definitely want to see. I mean, especially, like, if you're picking, would you rather see Sierra Canyon or the Knicks? Like, most fans are going to say Sierra Canyon, and that's why I, th- I believe they have more nationally televised games than the Knicks, which is just it's just insane. You know, a lot of these games, they're playing, like, top teams. They play, um, they play all three of the top teams. I don't, I don't see them playing. Oh, no, I think right. they play... I think they play every single team in front of them because they play they play the one uh, nationally ranked number one number two number three number four number five. I don't know if they play them. I think those are just other. No, no, they play. See, we got Monteverde. You have Hillcrest, who's three. Monteverde's two. Um, they play IMG, who's two. Um, so a lot of great games on their schedule here. Uh, excuse me, I actually read that wrong. Those they don't are, play IMG, yeah. um, but they do play. I mean, a lot of great teams. Yeah, they, they play, really like, the put number... together a great schedule. I mean, I'm interested in it. I would say more interested than in watching the Knicks. I, I seriously would, because I don't have any connection to the Knicks, and they're terrible. I don't want to watch terrible teams. I mean, it's not like I'm going to want to watch the Bengals uh, on TV ever, unless they're playing the Ravens. I mean, there's no way I'd want to watch the Bengals. Someone in our live studio audience here is not happy about the the Bengals shot I just took there. Um, but it is crazy to see something like this. I mean, this to this extent. Uh, I mean, there's so many great players on uh, Sierra Canyon that I think they're just such a fun team to watch. Yeah, so right here, I think the best team they play is uh, the Patrick School, which is ranked in, at least according to this person, they're ranked number four in the country. Sierra Canyon's ranked number two or number eight in the country. This is Friday, January 3rd. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the best team they play on their schedule. Um, there's other teams, you know, when we, we're going to go see them on December the 14th. So we'll definitely talk about that. Um, after we go mm-hmm. see that game, St. Vincent St. Mary's uh, will, will be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so Playing I can't LeBron's wait for high school. that. Yeah, that's going to be great. It's be a lot of fun. And that's uh, just we're going to be very happy that that podcast episode right after because that's the day after we're done with uh, our semester. So that's right. going to be a fun episode. You guys should be excited about that one. And what is that like? Two weeks? Three weeks? Three weeks? Yeah, like three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. That'll be a good episode. But moving forward to Jamal Crawford. Um, Jamal Crawford is not signed to a team. Uh, last year, he averaged almost eight points starting no games in about 19 minutes, which is, I think that's pretty solid. I mean, in recent times, he's averaged a good amount of points. He's been pretty proficient um, from the field. He's he's averaging over 40% on two-pointers. Um, his three-pointers are around 33%. It's not great, but, I mean, not atrocious. So why isn't he on a team? Yeah, I I don't think it's right. I mean, he is getting older, obviously. I think he's 30, 38 now so he's definitely getting up there but he can still play I mean you see like um some of these other like 
there's always like veterans that are on teams that have like a great presence that can help out the young guys, mm-hmm. teach them things, you know, how to go about, you know, dealing with being in the NBA in the spotlight. Yeah. So he's just a great veteran figure, I think, to have on a lot of these NBA teams and he still can play like he can come off the bench, you know, play, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes maybe um, in, in certain games. And, you know, he can still get buckets, I think. So, uh, you know, he's still a great player, great veteran leadership. I think teams should sign him. I, I agree. So I, I think he's very close to the end of his career. He's 39 years old, almost 40. I think 40 in March. Um, so I mean, we're we're inching here to. Uh, I think he is out of his out of the ability to play. But for now, I I don't see why he's not on an NBA team. Even if you give him only a couple minutes, it seems like he can go get a bucket um, or two, and he, he has the ability to go score. So for, I I don't completely understand it. I, I I see him being on a team similarly to Melo. I think Melo is good enough to be on a team, but I would never want Melo on my team if that makes any sense. Uh, I think Melo is definitely good enough to be on a team, but I definitely wouldn't want to see him on the Lakers or Cavs. Uh, moving forward to LaMelo Ball um, to wrap up small talk today. Um, there was an article written about LaMelo uh, by Bleacher Report. Uh, and Trevor, you had a couple comments you wanted to talk about this article because it seemed like it was an interesting one. It was just kind of all about his life. Um, so what are your thoughts on, what were your takeaways from this article? Yeah, so the author of this article was Mirren Fader. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and she did a great job. She went to Australia for... I don't know if it was like a week or somewhere around there. But anyway, she did a really good job of going in depth about, you know, his life, um, how he's kind of dealing with the fame. Because, you know, LaMelo, I mean, at a young age, he's already like he's already a star. He already has like teenagers that come up to him, want to take a selfie with him. And it it just talks about how he deals with that, how he just loves the game. You know, LaMelo, he really just loves the game um, and he he likes to have fun and he he doesn't seem to be bothered by you know the pressure of you know the the spotlight and it, it was just a really interesting article it talks about you know different um things that there was one instance where i believe when he was like 5 or 6 years old he was shooting in the gym with Lavar and Lonzo and Leangelo who were a little bit older were playing with like the adults in a pickup game in like Los Angeles or something and there was some guy who he got fouled or something he got mad and he, like, started threatening, like, oh, I'm going to come back here. And I don't know. He was just making threats. He came back with a gun, and he started, like, shooting up the gym, basically. So LeVar, he immediately, like, uh, got LaMelo, LiAngelo, and Lonzo. He, like, got them all up on their arms and just, like, ran out of the building with carrying all three of them. Um, so stories like that, I think it's really interesting. And we'll post a link um, in the description to this podcast because I think it was a great read. Yeah, it seems like it was a really good read. Uh, it's very interesting because he— He's been watched so closely since, like, the age of 14. I mean, very, 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 very few people have been watched that closely, especially in sports and as big of a star as he is. Uh, I think, you know, maybe up for debate is how LeVar has treated the situation because personally I don't believe LeVar has done it. Uh, a service for Lamelo, Lonzo, or Leangelo at all. Now, I think we knew Leangelo was not good enough to make the NBA, and he's not. He's never going to be in the NBA. There's no way. But I mean, there's the Lavar has definitely done a disservice to uh, to both of his uh, other children, who are definitely going to be in the, in the NBA and definitely will be in the NBA. Um, but moving along to uh, finish up small talk today, we have small talk trivia as always. Uh, right now, the score is fifteen to twelve. Trevor is still winning. Uh, it's it's made. I don't I don't know. I don't know how, but I mean, you're up. There are a lot of good guesses on your part, right? A lot of good guesses. There were a few good guesses, there's but a now few. there's like five good guesses. But lately, but, it's just been legit. You know, I'm just winning. You know, that's that's it. Right. Okay. So, um, to start off today, Trevor, why don't you go with your question first? All right. So my question is going to have to do with your favorite team, your beloved Baltimore Ravens, yep. as I have said uh, numerous times. 
And my question is, in the 21st century, so 2000 to now, what is the most wins they have ever had in a single regular season? Mm-hmm. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's 13. Final answer? Uh, it's either 12 or 13. It's a question of if it's 12 or 13. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with 12, actually. I don't think they hit 13. Uh, I think you should have stuck with your first oh, guess because no. it was 13. I, um, that was my initial thought. I, I, I was thinking, I was like, what did they, how many did they win in their in their Super Bowl year? And then I, I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't know if that was their best year record-wise. Right. In 2006, they yeah. won 13 games. I, I knew it was either 12 or 13. I couldn't put my finger on it. That's depressing. Okay. So my question is, there is a college football stadium that is named after a Heisman winner, and it's the only college football stadium that is named after a Heisman winner. What college is that? Oh, wow. So I have to name the the college at the stadium. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think I'm going to know this. This is going to be tough. Um, it is, it's a tough one. It's a Heisman winner. Yes. Only college football stadium to be named after a Heisman winner. Can I get any hint? Like, is the Heisman winner, like, before or after or during our lifetime? Uh, like, he's definitely going to be at, uh, before, excuse me, not after. Before our lifetime, yes. so he's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, be very long before. Okay. Yeah, this is going to be very hard. Um, What stadium? I know there's, like, different awards, like, separate from the Heisman that are named off the players. Mm-hmm. Like, Doak Walker. I, like, I don't know if that's a stadium, though, but, like, that's an award. It is an award. Um, Man, I mean, there's, it's, there's no way I can really, like, guess. I'm going to just throw a team out there. Like, man, this is very tough. Um, I told you it was a tough one. This is a tough question. I'm not even good at like knowing stadiums, like what the stadiums are named either. Mm-hmm. It's actually a question that was given to me by uh, Live Studio on some member Ben O'Brien. So shout out to Ben for this question. I'm just trying to think of something Ben would know, maybe. <laughs> ben knows a lot about like history and stuff. I so if he... it's Cincy, no. <laughs> Probably not. Um, I don't know. USC. USC, is that the final answer? Yeah, it's wrong. But. USC is incorrect. It's actually Iowa Stadium, which is, yeah. I, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Knick? Knick? Is that correct? Uh, the live studio did not know. Knick Stadium, um, named after Niall Knick, uh, who won the 1939 Heisman Trophy. It's the only stadium to be named after Heisman Trophy. <laughs> never, never in a million years would have gotten that one. I told you it was going to be a hard one, but uh, mo- moving along to uh, a segment that I'm very excited for today. Trevor came up with the idea for Randomly Ranked, and Randomly Ranked is where we take a completely random topic and rank it. Pretty self-explanatory. Where we do our top five people that we want to have dinner with, dead or alive. Just top five people that we really want to go and have dinner with. Um, so Trevor, you asked the... Uh, or no, I had to, who asked the question first? You asked the question asked first. Question so first. I'll start off. Um, today, Max, we'll put you in the middle. How does that sound? Good? Sounds good to me. All right, perfect. Um, so I'm going to give an honorable mention to start off. I'm going to go with Maverick Carter. Uh, Maverick Carter is one of LeBron James' buddies. He runs um, a ton of his different businesses uninterrupted specifically, which I love. Um, I would love to just hear about you know how how he runs his businesses, and hopefully he'll give me a job. That's That would be the, the base of it. Right. Uh, number five, I'm going to go with Drake. I love Drake. Drake is one of my, my favorites. Um Rappers, uh, number four, I'm going to go with Travis Scott. He is probably my favorite rapper. Uh, number three, I'm going to go with Phil Knight. Phil Knight is the creator of Nike. I love Nike. 
Uh, number two, I'm going to go with my grandfather, Lewis. I love him a lot, so he'll have to be up there. And number one, of course, will have to be LeBron James. That is that is an easy decision. Wow. I also think I said top three. We're going to go with top five here. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. You, like, <laughs> you, okay. you had the questioning look on your face. I was I, like, we're going to go with top five. No, I, I totally wasn't sure if you introduced it at all. Yeah. Like, I totally missed oh, it. Oh, you okay. just missed that. Uh, you just blanked out. He's not even here yeah. listening to the podcast. <laughs> no. he's, just, he's just openly here. Okay. Okay, so All yeah, right. top five people you would yes. sit down and eat dinner with. Yes, yes. Max, who is your number one person you would love to, dead or alive, they can be living, not living, yeah. doesn't matter, that um, you would like to sit down and have dinner with? The first one that comes to mind is... Mm-hmm. Your uh, top guy, this, is, this yeah. is it. The first one that comes to mind is Tom Hanks, oh, because okay. like... He's in that new uh, like Mr. Rogers uh, yeah, movie yeah. or whatever, and everything like all like this like the articles and stuff that are coming out about him are saying like he's like the nicest human being yeah. possible. So I just like to see what it would be like to mm-hmm. have dinner with a person like that. Yeah, that's a good pick. I I respect that pick, Trevor. Your top five people that you would like to have dinner with. Yeah, so I had an incredibly tough time. There's hundreds of people that I that I would say I want to have dinner with, but I just went with my gut. So uh, with number five, I'm gonna start with Kobe Bryant. Um, mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant which he won't let you eat he'll just eat all the food he'll be selfish no. he'll take all the food <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one no that's not true um, Kobe would be interesting obviously to just hear um, just talk basketball and just hear like yep. about his mindset and stuff like that for, you know obvious reasons uh, so Kobe number four I'm going with someone who a lot of people won't know a lot of listeners won't know Brandon and Ben will know um, and it's Dan Giesling he's yep. a winner of the reality TV show Big Brother yep. um, just my favorite Big Brother player of all time he was uh, before that, he was like a high school co- football coach, um, and he would just be really interesting to talk to. Mm-hmm. I'd like to point out, he's the greatest player to ever play this game, yes. and he is, well, he's probably the second greatest player in my opinion, no, but most people would say he's the greatest player uh, to ever play Big mm-hmm. Brother, uh, and that's why Trevor picked on Just a little more explanation there. So it's not just a random person who played a, a, yeah. a reality TV show game. Yeah. So number three, I'm going with Hassan Minaj. He's a comedian. He has his own Netflix special, Homecoming King. Um, he's uh, spoke at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. A great, just hilarious YouTube video. He's a great guy. Um, he's he's hilarious and he's a great dude. He's also a basketball fan. So there's so many reasons why mm, I'd he's like a big to sneakerhead have too. Dinner with him. Yes, that as well. Uh, number two, I'm going with Gary Vaynerchuk. If you don't know who Gary V is, Gary v. Uh, you should know. If you know, you if you're know. a business major, I feel like you need to know who Gary V you is. Should. I feel like that's he, just his personality. He's so like energetic, kind of similar to you, maybe more energetic. Well, thank you, I appreciate that. Um, he's probably a little more energetic. He's yeah, very, he's very, very energetic. Very um, he's also a sneakerhead. Yeah, he has his own shoe at K Swiss. Yeah, there's your so, fun fact of the day, everyone. If you don't know Gary V, you should know Gary V. And number one, yeah, you, you might be. have already guessed this. I, I know uh, who your number one is. It's Dwayne Wade. Yeah, so I thought Dwayne Wade, favorite athlete of all time. He's got to be the first person. And any list of people I'd want to sit down and have dinner with. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my list. Uh, I feel like that was a really great idea by you, Trevor. So if any of you have good ideas that you want to hear for Randomly Ranked, please submit them. Uh, send a message to one of us on Twitter at SmallBallerPod or any one of our Twitters. We'd love to hear your ideas. All right, so we're going to move over to our main topics. Um, I do not think we'll be getting the NFL today. I think we will be running short on time. But that is okay. We're going to start off in college football. And the first thing I want to talk about today is Ohio State and Penn State. Um, this uh, was a very amped up game that I did not think would be close. And it was actually much closer than I thought it would be. Um, however, I think if you take away the third quarter, it was not a close game. I think Penn State built up a lot of momentum for a little bit of the game. And they did really great for that little bit. But it really was just kind of taking out of their hands. And it was all due to mistakes by Ohio State. Um, there wasn't a lot of huge offensive progression. The defense didn't play that well, in my opinion. Um, so overall, I thought Ohio State just played a phenomenal game. 
Um, but what I really want to talk about here is Ohio State is so, so, so good. Like, so good. Chase Young is an animal. He is amazing. In my opinion, the undisputed first-round pick. Similar to last year, I thought Nick Bosa easily should have been the first-round pick, but it's quarterback mania on the NFL. So quarterbacks always go ahead of these amazing players. It just seems like it just shows how valuable it is in the NFL to have a quarterback. Because you can go after all these other positions. When you're fishing for quarterbacks year after year, you have so much trouble. I mean, you look at the Browns, who are finally filling more non-quarterback uh, positions. I mean, that, that it just hurts your team so, so much when you do stuff like that. Ohio State is just such a complete team to me, and there's so few weaknesses on their team. J.K. Dobbins is balling. Someone who I really didn't think was that great, who has just been balling this year. You look at Chase Young. You look at Justin Field, Jeff Okuda on the defensive end. They have so many great players that they are just rolling. And you'll see in my quick prediction what I think about them for their upcoming game against my Michigan Wolverines. But, Trevor, what do you think about this game? Yeah, I mean, I think this was, like, really the first sign of, like, a team actually, like, getting somewhat close to beating Ohio State because before that they're— they were never close to losing a game. So Penn State at least, like, kind of made it competitive um, for at least a little bit. But Ohio State was clearly the better team here again. And, yeah, I mean, I can't say anything about Chase Young that hasn't already been said. I mean, he's he's amazing. I, he is. It's, it's simply what he should be the number one pick. It's it's easy. So, yeah. Uh, moving on, we'll just finish up uh, college f- football here. Ed Orgeron, who's the head coach of LSU, had – one of my favorite comments I've ever seen uh, after the game where, where they beat Arkansas, he said, uh, and I'm quoting, there wasn't going to be celebrating for beating Arkansas. They haven't beaten anyone in a long time. So shots fired from Ed or- Ordron. Do you like this fiery, you know, shots fired from a, a coach? Yeah, I like it. I mean, he's just I telling the it. truth here. Like Arkansas yeah. is 2-9. and nine. They're they, terrible. They haven't won a game since, like, I don't know, the third week or something of the season. <laughs> Like so, they're they're very bad, and I like this. I think if you're you know the number one team in the country or you know any top five team, shouldn't celebrate a win against the two and nine team. So, I liked it. He was just being honest. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Moving over to college basketball, we're going to kind of cut a couple topics out here. Uh, we're just going to go straight into one that I think we both really want to talk about. That I want to spend at least a minute or two talking about, and that is the Bowling Green State University Falcons against Western Kentucky Hilltoppers in the Paradise Jam. Now, BG pulled this one out, 77-75. I want to hear some of your thoughts about some of the guys on the team because uh, podcast alum Dylan Fry played phenomenal. Justin Turner played phenomenal. Really, as a whole, the team played so well and beat a team who has a first-round pick on roster, a center, matter of that fact, a center, where we don't really have any centers. So what do you, what do you think about this win? I mean, how big of a win was this for us? Yeah, it was a huge win. You know, we didn't get to watch it, um, but we did listen to it on radio. And, you know, it was a great game. It was back and forth a lot of the game, and we, we pulled it out. You know, Justin Turner hit the game-winning shot. Um, obviously, it was down in the wire, and um, we, we pulled it out, and that's all that matters. Justin Turner was phenomenal, uh, 27 points, 10 of 19 from the field, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, Dylan Fry was great as well. Some of the other players struggled, but nevertheless, like, when, when you have players struggling, other players got to pick it up. You know, it's it doesn't matter who if someone's playing bad, someone else has to pick up the slack and play great. And and another thing I want to point out is that we won the rebounding battle in this game, which I think is huge because Western Kentucky has Charles Bassey, um, a great like Projected a potential first round, first round pick. pick yeah. You know, um, so like just thinking about this, and I know Coach Huger has talked about this multiple times, like rebounding by committee. And in this game, we did that. We we did that. I felt like, and I thought that was huge. Rebounding's a thing that. 
I, I was kind of worried about this year, obviously yeah. losing DiMaggio, and we really rebounded by committee. And I just thought we we worked as a team and we got the job done. So it was an awesome win. Mm-hmm. Just so much, so many props to Dylan and Justin. I mean, obviously they're they're if not the two best players, two of the better players on the team, and they just had such phenomenal games. Both of them shooting wise, so phenomenal. Where I mean, it's so great to have two guys on a team who you can put the ball in their hands and they have the ability to score rather easily. I mean, this is a Western Kentucky team that that's a good team. Um, we're going to see later tonight at 7.30. Everyone should at least try to listen to this game. Uh, our Bowling Green Fockers are going to play Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, so a, a dilemma for... Not, no dilemma for live studio audience Ben O'Brien from Cincinnati. Um, but uh, overall, I'm so excited for tonight. I'm very, very excited to at least listen to this game tonight. Hopefully we get done with our project or we're, 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 we're able to listen. Um, but moving along to the NBA, we're going to kind of finish off uh, with a couple NBA topics here that are important. Uh, the first topic here is that the, the NBA just in general is having a ratings drop. Uh, there are not as many people are viewing the, the NBA games. So what do you think the main reason is? And I, I would like to—I'm actually going to start off here. I'm, I'm going to start this off. The main reason is LeBron James. And let me explain. LeBron's on the West Coast. Not all these games are on the East Coast. I can't watch that every single time LeBron's on TV. I like the Cavs, but when LeBron's on TV, I'm watching those games. At least for a little bit. At least for a very little bit. Okay? I think the main reason that the NBA's ratings are hurt, I'm serious about this, is that LeBron is not on the East Coast. When LeBron's on the East Coast, everyone can watch those games. Everyone is able to watch those games. They're not at super late times when people are sleeping, you know, for whatever the reason is. Um, you know, when those games are on at 1030, I mean, not everyone's going to be able to watch them. So what do you think is the main reason the NBA ratings have taken a dip? Um, I think LeBron, you know, playing on the West Coast is like a, one of the smaller reasons. Um, I also think like injuries have hurt. Like Zion got hurt. Um, and, that is a big and deal. He was, yep. He's like one of, if you're talking about like the biggest stars as far as entertainment value, mm-hmm. like Zion's like top five. Like if you think about players you want to see, and another guy, Steph Curry, he's also injured. Yep. Like players want to see, or fans want to see, like LeBron, Steph Curry, Zion, yep. Kevin Durant, who's also injured. Like these are like the main guys that fans want to see. And Kevin Durant's hurt, Steph Curry's hurt, Zion Williamson's hurt. So I think that's huge, and I think that does make a difference. Yep. I mean, you maybe there's a small percentage of it that could be contributed to like – uh, streaming, maybe there's just more, especially like younger viewership, more people that just want to stream games and find them right. for free instead of paying for cable, which that's what I do. Um, so that could be part of it as well. Yep. But it's, it's a really complicated issue. I don't think it's huge, but it's definitely something that the NBA should look into. 100%. I, I agree. They, they definitely, I, whether it's shortening games or, you know, trying to reduce less back-to-back games so these guys don't have to get, aren't, you know, hurt as easily, you know, whatever needs to be to, to help fix that issue. Um, to wrap up the episode today, we're going to go over our quick predictions. Uh, Trevor, why don't you go first? What is your quick prediction for this week? My quick prediction is that tomorrow night, the Ravens will beat the Rams in Los Angeles. They are very good right now. Best team in the NFL is the Thank Ravens. You. And Thank I you. and I want to kind of, I'm trying to like boost your ego, boost the Ravens up. As yeah, much I, see, as I understand right what you're now. doing. I want I want you to know I, I yeah. know what you're doing. Uh, Ravens are playing very well. That's what I'll say about that. Uh, my quick prediction is about the Ohio State Michigan game. I, I'm really dreading doing this because I don't I don't want to say what I'm about to say. I I hope it's a good game. I hope Michigan can pull it out. Um, I do not see that happening or even coming close. I think Ohio State wins by at least 17, but my prediction will be that they win by 17 in Ann Arbor. A convincing win. Um, I'm praying that they don't lose in like either that game or the um the uh, Big Ten championship because I want them to be in the playoff. I want the four best teams in the playoff. You know, I, I want to see, you know, like LSU, Ohio State, Alabama, whatever teams that are, duke it out. I, I think it's going to be super—it's going to be more fun that way. 
Um, so uh, with that being said, thank you all so much for listening today. We truly, truly, truly appreciate it. Um, follow us on Twitter at SmallBallerPod and all of our individual Twitters, Max, myself, and Trevor. Um, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Tune in. Whatever you guys listen in on, uh, leave us a rating, five-star rating. Leave us a comment. We, we really, really appreciate those. Um, and uh, just one more time, thank you all so much for all of your support, and we will see you next time. Go Falcons.